Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. This is a special episode. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. The nation of Israel is at war. Should we care? If so, does the Torah give us an example to follow? Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible, and the Bible is all about Yeshua the Messiah. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our friends in California and Canada. Listen out for Red Pill Tour on a radio station near you. Red Pill Tour is an outreach of B'nai Ephraim Messianic Ministries and Assembly. Find us at B-E-M-M-A dot O-R-G. At the time of this recording, Miss and I are just getting back from celebrating Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. It was an awesome week. It really was, Daddy. I really enjoyed the fellowship, the teaching, the demonstrations, meeting other like-minded believers, and just everything about the week. Plus, the weather was beautiful. So true, Mama. When we left our homes, there was a lot going on in the world, like Ukraine and Russia's war, out-of-control border crossings in the U.S., young people smashing and grabbing in department stores, and random mass shootings, and just to name a few things going on. Now, we know to be especially vigilant during the holy times of Jehovah. We've learned that our Elohim has used these specific days over thousands of years to do special things. Yeshua, our Messiah, brought even more meaning to these times during his ministry. Uh, he sure did, Daddy. Yeshua was killed on the day known as Passover. He rose from the dead on the day known as First Fruit. He revealed himself to his disciples during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And he sent the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, on Shavuot, also known as Pentecost. Many biblical historians see evidence that Yeshua was most likely born during Sukkot, another of Jehovah's appointed times, not on December 25th, as is sometimes suggested. Other ancient Hebrew writings tell us that these times were pivotal in the lives of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We read that Abraham may have celebrated Sukkot after the birth of Isaac, and Isaac's birth may have happened on Shavuot, a day for celebrating covenant. The holy times were instructed by our Creator Himself. They are some of His gifts to us, and they help us to stay in sync with Him. Mm -hmm. To recognize His times, we have to learn to live by Elohim's time clock. That's right, Daddy. If we rely on the standard calendar alone, we will likely miss the holy times altogether. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14-15 through 15 says, Elohim says, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs, seasons, days, and years. And let them be for lights in the dome of the sky to give light to the earth. And that's how it was. Daddy, when Elohim says it, that's how it is. I know that's right, Mama. Now, we know that Hebrew is the original language for the Torah. Mm -hmm. Where our English translations say seasons, in verse 14, the Hebrew uses the word moed. Now, when we in the U.S. hear the word season, 
We think of winter, spring, summer, or fall. When our Heavenly Father uses the word seasons, He's speaking of His holy times, times when we are commanded to meet with Him. This Hebrew word, moed, is the exact same word that Jehovah used when he described the holy times in Leviticus chapter 23. It's as if the Creator circled these specific days on his annual calendar. He described them as his times, not Jewish or Hebrew holidays. Now Sukkot is seven days long, but there is an eighth day, which is known as the last great day. It is on that day that it was reported that the nation of Israel was attacked. Since then, thousands of people have been killed or wounded. The Israeli government has declared war on Hamas, and the battle has intensified every day. At the time of this recording, other nations seem to be on the verge of joining in on this conflict. Mm -hmm. There are many voices giving opinions about whether we should be concerned about this conflict, particularly if we don't live in Israel or are not Jewish. We realize that, for many reasons, this issue is highly politicized. It sure is, Mama. Now, we could say nothing about it and let everyone else fight it out. That may seem like the safe way to go, but the problem with that approach is we've learned that we are safest when we simply follow Elohim's instructions. Now, our whole reason for being is to point the way to Elohim's instructions as best we can. Mm -hmm. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we will share what we have for you to consider. We have heard opinions from many sides. Some believers feel that any attack on modern-day Israel is the same as an attack on the Almighty. Mm -hmm. Other believers see a huge difference between what modern-day Israel does and what the Scriptures instruct us to do. We hear so many diverse interpretations of Israel-related prophecies these days, as well as deep questions concerning who Israel really is from a biblical and historical perspective. Now, earlier in this podcast, we mentioned the fathers of Israel, namely Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our father Abraham gives us an example to follow in the Torah. Genesis 13 tells us about Lot, Abraham's nephew. When they agreed that they had too much livestock to live together, Lot traveled to the area of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now in Genesis 18, Abraham welcomed a visit from three travelers, and one of them was the Most High himself. Jehovah told Abraham that he was going to investigate whether the sinful reputation of these cities was true. Abraham's reply was interesting. We believe that he knew of the city's reputation he also knew that his nephew Lot went towards those cities. Abraham carefully interceded for any righteous people in that area. Elohim agreed to have mercy on those wicked cities, sparing them for as few as ten righteous people. Our father Abraham did not simply agree with Elohim that these cities were wicked. He expressed no judgment at all. That was Elohim's business. Abraham simply interceded for any righteous people who might be impacted by what was going to happen. We believe that our Elohim is speaking through the turmoil in Israel. We believe he purposed the turmoil to start during his holy times because believers who know his ways would recognize the timing. When we hear self-proclaimed prophets with slogans for every year on the calendar, we're generally careful to not automatically fall in line. We wonder why the Creator would create the sun moon, and stars for us to tell time, 
institute his calendar in Leviticus 23 based on his way of keeping time, and then watch professing Bible believers disregard his appointed times and instead tell modern-day prophets that the year 2020, for example, is the year to see God clearly. For thousands of years, Elohim has given times using his calendar, the one ordained from creation, Mm -hmm. not the one instituted by Pope Gregory. We also see the modern-day nation of Israel wrestling with their identity as a nation. Just look at the issues they were facing before the war. Religious conservatism versus modern-day liberalism. Mm -hmm. Which political party can grasp and maintain power? Economic instability. Attempts to ensure sufficient resources for the people. Threats from other nations and from people within the nation. This sounds a lot like the United States of America. And we've seen similar issues reported in other parts of the world. Choosing a side means making enemies these days. So why should we care about the conflict in Israel, especially if it doesn't directly involve us? When our father Abraham saw judgment coming for Sodom and Gomorrah, he sought mercy for the righteous people who might be in danger. We believe that the turmoil in our world is a natural result of abandoning the ways of Jehovah. Mm -hmm. Now in saying that, we acknowledge the root of our problem as a global problem, not unique to the nation of Israel. Simply put, our world is paying the price for rejecting Elohim's ways. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill, pick a side and fight over what the network news is reporting? Or would you take the red pill and pray for the righteous as Abraham did? Only you can answer that question. Horrible, unthinkable deeds have been reported on the news and denied by people who seem credible. We can no longer simply judge situations with our eyes alone. We now need the discernment of the Ruach HaKodesh. Jehovah's eyes are always on his people, wherever we may be. As times become more and more trouble, we must cling to his word and his ways. Mm -hmm. This is the only way to avoid a deception that will be so great It could fool even the elect if it weren't for the keeping power of the Almighty. Should we care about the trouble in our world? Of course we should, because our Elohim cares. Our challenge is to reject human perspective and to pray for grace to see from Jehovah's perspective. The turmoil in our world will result in the revelation of His Messiah and the salvation of the righteous. So let us pray that we may be counted worthy to escape the times that are coming and to stand before the Son of Man. That is an instruction from the Messiah, found in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. Only the righteous will escape and stand before the Son of Man. When we pray for the righteous, we pray in agreement with Messiah Yeshua's instructions and His will. Our father Abraham showed us what to do when judgment was at the door. He prayed for the righteous, and his prayer was answered. Don't waste time arguing sides from a human perspective. Join us in prayer as we pray Elohim's will from his perspective. Amen, Mama. We pray that the Father's house might be full and that many will turn to righteousness. We pray that many will withstand the times that are coming by following the instructions of Elohim. The conflict in Israel is only the latest sign of the times. Before this sign, We saw economic problems, 
government instability, lawlessness in society, natural disasters, COVID and other pestilences, and so on. We recognize the times, so we're preparing for the return of the King. Amen. Well, that's all we have time for on this matter. Please share a Red Pill Tour with your family and friends. Join us next time as we look to the instruction of the Most High on Red Pill Tour, where you can 